Today, we've got a PPC-centric episode that we call Tacos Tuesday, where we go over all of our listeners' top questions on any and everything Amazon and Walmart advertising related. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. If you're like me, maybe you were intimidated about learning how to do Amazon PPC, or maybe you think you just don't have the hours and hours that it takes to download and sort through all of those sponsored ads reports that Amazon produces for you. Adtomic for me allowed me to learn PPC for the first time, and now I'm managing over 150 PPC campaigns across all of my accounts in only two hours a week. Find out how Adtomic can help you level up your PPC game. Visit h10.me forward slash Adtomic for more information. That's h10.me forward slash A-D-T-O-M-I-C. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is a show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And this is our first time that we are broadcasting our Tacos Tuesday show that is a PPC-centric episode to everybody. This is something that we do where we take questions live from you, the audience, and questions that I've gotten offline as well about anything and all things advertising-related. This could be you know PPC on Amazon, advertising on Walmart, etc. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. And we've got our a uh, special guest of the month is Geffen, the director of media buying from Vendo. Let's go ahead and welcome him to the program. Geffen, how's it going? Good, good, Mr. Bradley. How you doing? I am doing just delightful. Thank you. Now, first question. Tell me the origin of your name because you are the first ever <laughs> Geffen that I have ever met in my entire I am first of all impressed that you said it correctly. Uh, I, well, what I did <laughs> was I looked up on your YouTube channel just to make sure. But sometimes, you know, you, you can't always completely go by that because you could have just been nice and, like, allow people to call you that, you know, like yes. uh, when you're on another podcast and just not say anything. So, like, uh, it was still 50-50 for me, but I'm glad I got it I right. wouldn't have gone easy on you. I would have given you some tough, uh, okay, some tough love there. But, no, so uh, the name is Hebrew. Okay. Uh, fun fact, it means wine. Uh, so... You know, uh -huh. drinking drinking wine is 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 I guess part of who I am. So I do like red wine. Uh, and yeah, it is uh, it is in a prayer in Hebrew. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to something called a Shabbat dinner on a Friday night. But when they bless the wine, you'll probably hear my name being said uh, once or twice. Excellent. And then Laredo, that's like a a, a Mexican uh, Spanish Spanish. Word. So my family actually is way back when I'm talking, you know, six, seven, eight hundred years, uh, they are out of uh, Laredo, Spain. A Laredo, uh, Spain. Okay. I was thinking they, Laredo, Texas. And then I thought there was there's a Laredo, Laredo Texas, in, in, in Mexico, Laredo, too. which is Mexico. And then there's Laredo, yeah. Spain. Okay. Uh, okay. And so my family way back when um, they were, I don't know, probably like a thousand years ago, they were from that city in Spain. Um, and, you know, luckily we, we were able to keep the last name throughout all these years. Awesome. Awesome. So, so guys, you know, you came here for the PPC. You're getting, you know, historical and geographical, um, you know, geographical, uh, you know, lesson here. We do everything on Tacos Tuesday. But anyways, uh, how did you get into the e-commerce world? So I started in college. I was uh, 
you know, helping out and starting, I was helping my mom out starting uh, some uh, different Amazon stores, selling a whole variety of products back when Amazon was, I mean, it was only what, five, six years ago, but it feels like it was a lifetime ago in our world um, where Amazon was a completely different platform where PPC was pretty nascent. Uh, and we started out kind of with all facets of Amazon um, and through, you know, a stroke of luck across different, you know, networks, I ended up uh, finding the amazing company of Vendo where I started, um, I was employee number seven or eight at the time. And, and um, we were just a small little agency helping, you know, our larger uh, kind of sister company, BDirect and TeamDirect um, help in the, help the dot-com side of our retail business. And uh, as you know, in the past five, six years, e-commerce has exploded as has our company. We've grown to almost a hundred employees. Um, and since then, you know, we've really built out our media buying capabilities uh, from, you know, me managing a couple of brands uh, and helping out some clients to a full-fledged media buying department uh, that, you know, uh, that fully encompasses everything, basically all marketplaces and platforms, Amazon, Walmart, paid, so paid search and social, uh, different marketplaces like Instacart, Critio, uh, et cetera. Um, you know, our bread and butter is Amazon and Walmart. We, I mean, me personally and we as a company, we we dive in day after day on Amazon advertising strategy, Amazon advertising tactics. Uh, and as you all know, especially everyone who's uh, who's streaming in right now, uh, every day is day one on Amazon. So, you know, we, you know, yesterday we had different strategies than we do today. So really excited to dive into some of those. Okay. Interesting. I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned about Walmart and, and I'm wearing our uh, mm -hmm. uh, sister company here, PackView, uh, PackView shirt. Uh, you know who handles Amazon advertising. You know with their with their platform, and we also with PackView handle a lot of Walmart. So that was what I wanted to talk to you about. Because if I'm not mistaken, you guys use uh, PackView for your Walmart advertising. So yes. just Correct. in general, what what are some main differences between advertising on Walmart and advertising on Amazon? Wow. Well, <laughs> a lot. Um, if you had asked me six months ago, some of the differences would have been even bigger. So the main difference between advertising on Walmart and advertising on Amazon, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of things. So number one is the capability. Amazon advertising is much more, but to be blunt, Amazon advertising is much more built out than Walmart advertising. But, and that's a button, all caps, uh, Walmart is rapidly expanding their capability. So one of the biggest changes that happened this past year in Walmart is moving from first price to second price auction. So oh, before, and, and can you just explain that for the, the yep. people who, who don't understand that? hundred percent. So before, so for those familiar with Amazon advertising, it's pretty much ingrained and we pretty much take it for granted that if let's say Bradley and I were both bidding on a certain keyword and you bid, you bid $2, I bid $1. In theory, you win that bid for $1 and one cent, right? You were okay. one cent higher than my $1 bid on Walmart up until about, I think July, I want to say June, July, uh, previously, it was if you if you bid two dollars and I bid one dollar, you would get you would win the bid, but you would pay the full two dollars. Yeah, uh, that's called a first price auction. And so we've seen since then we've seen our CPCs on Walmart come down over fifty percent year over year, um, just as a result of that change. Obviously, as a result of optimizing within those changes. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a huge. Uh, a huge adjustment, a huge shift for, for Walmart. And I think everyone who advertises on the Walmart platform agrees that it was very positive. Um, a couple other main differences between advertising on Amazon and Walmart is, um, again, the capabilities. So things like negative keyword targeting, yeah, you can't do it on Walmart. 
Um, they said it's coming down the pipeline. We hope it's coming down the pipeline. It just boggles my mind, you know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I heard about that too, and I'm just like, how in the world? You know, I'm so used to Amazon, right? Like, how yep. in the world can you effectively manage PPC on a platform where you can't negative match, you know, the the poor performing keywords? So, so what do you do? Just, just, just like put those. Wait, wait. First of all, are there are there auto campaigns on Walmart, or is everything yes, like a broad? There and exact? are there are auto campaigns, um, and you and you can effectively manage. The management is not is just de facto not as effective as Amazon because on Amazon you can accomplish two you can kill two birds with one stone right you can look to data gather grow your keyword base expand your business by con by um, data gathering and conquesting keywords so things like auto campaigns things like broad match targets right mm -hmm. and during that process you can optimize with negative keywords so what you can do is you can put in a broad keyword or you can put in a phrase keyword you can negative target the exact keywords you're already working with you can mm -hmm. also negative target any of the keywords that have not been performing and you can force the amazon algorithm to show you to show your product against new keywords, and that's how you expand really or really base level. That's how you expand um, your keyword base on Amazon. On Walmart, you just there's there's really two ways you can do it. Number one, you can do extensive keyword research, right? So Helium 10 is a great tool for doing extensive keyword research, finding as many relevant keywords as you possibly can, leaning into exact terminology way more than auto broad or phrase and then uh testing those out more manually and then having that process of keyword discovery be more manual the other option is you do lean on the amazon uh, on the excuse me on the on the walmart algorithm a little bit more and you do rely on auto we rely on auto on walmart a little bit more heavily than we do on amazon we also find that performance isn't necessarily terrible from a ROAS perspective on walmart um, we find that the ROAS on auto campaigns is better on Walmart than on Amazon. So mm -hmm. in that regard, if you're willing you know, to maybe stomach a little bit of a lower ROAS, and by the way, our, our ROAS on Walmart is higher than on Amazon, um, then, then there's that route too. And you can still discover keywords, take those out, move them into exact, and then shift budgets. So that really is a fundamental difference to your point. A fundamental difference between Walmart and Amazon is negative keyword targeting. Okay. All right. But, uh, you know, you, even without that, you're like, for example, if there was no negative keyword targeting on Amazon, I mean, it, it, things would, you know, be Armageddon. <laughs> it would spiral. Like, like, it would spiral. like Amazon just like sometimes is like, Hey, well, we'll just go ahead and show you for, for, for this keyword. I don't care that you got, you know, nope, 75,000 clicks without a sale. We're going to keep showing it to you. But yep. on Walmart, like their, their algorithm kind of like makes that not happen where you're not oh no i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say that i really? would just say that the, I, would, I would just say that the blended roas is just a little bit better okay that's also a function of cpcs too like i mean cpcs and auto campaigns on amazon are low but cpcs and auto campaigns on, on walmart are can be really really low um and okay. so that really just allows you to because the platform is newer because there's fewer advertisers i think if we had this conversation in a year from now I'll have a little bit of a different tone. I would imagine that CPCs are going to increase now that there's more and more advertisers coming onto Walmart. But um, I think that right now it's a it's it's a good time. But again, to your point, it's just flat out not as efficient okay. as Amazon because of negative. All right. Now we got a couple other questions here, but I want to get to one of mine that um, I had thought about. 
But um, you know, nowadays there are just so many different sponsored ad placements on Amazon. Um, you know, in the old days, in the old days, as in last year, <laughs> last week, <laughs> you, you know, you, you type in a keyword. Okay, you might have the sponsored brand, and then and then you have like three or four, you know, ones with a little sponsored icon, you know, right there. But nowadays, there's like these. Uh, I, I call them like widgets and things. You know, like mm-hmm. there's four star and above, and then there's highly rated. Now it it says there, hey, these are sponsor results. But I'm just wondering, have you ever done testing to know like which kind of campaigns are driving this? Is it basically just, hey, if I'm running, you know, sponsored product campaigns, then you know, like like my keyword targeting, I I have equal opportunity to come in these as I do with those just or, you know regular sponsored ad placements, or are these specifically like ASIN targeting campaigns, uh, right. and then they're they're following me around Amazon? Like, what is driving? where I'm showing up in all of these different widgets? Yeah, it's a great question. So for those that don't know what Bradley's referencing is if you type in any search term on Amazon, most likely you're going to start with a sponsored brand campaign, usually a headline, which now I'm sure we'll get into. There's video placement there, which is interesting. Um, And then right below that is usually three to four sponsored product slots. Then you have four organic rankings. And then these quote unquote widgets that Bradley is talking about is essentially three rows of sponsored results. And it's everything from highly rated, like I typed in uh, a supplement uh, brand here and it seems like there is a climate pledge friendly. Yep. um, yep. I saw that in collagen peptides, one of my favorite searches uh, right there. Exactly. So the climate pledge friendly widgets, and then there's a video. So you're really looking at of your top five or six rows four of them are sponsored. Um, And to your question, Bradley, there's no, at current rates, there's, or at current capabilities, there's, it is, it is impossible to target those, right? To target those uh, explicitly. What I have found is that the highly rated ones for products that are highly rated, which I haven't gotten clarification if it's over four or four and a half stars. Mm -hmm. um, But I have found that when, when we put in aggressive top of search bid adjustments, um, we start showing up a lot more on the highly rated on top of page. And we usually show up both times too. We show up on the regular sponsored product slots and then we show up on the highly rated ones as long as those products. Um, I've seen it for four, but I've mostly seen it for four and a half stars. Um, and yeah. so usually the, that's that's how we do it is we just go aggressive on top of search and it and it gets there. Um, video is, is obvious. And then to be honest, <laughs> the climate pledge friendly one I think is interesting. I'm not 100% sure how they're exactly um, how they're exactly gauging when and where and which products to put up there. But mm-hmm. um, I know I've seen some of our brands pop up there uh, on occasion, haven't been able to figure out exactly how to target it. However, to your last point, as they move into video now uh, on, so I don't know if anyone's noticed, but where the headline search ad used to be, there is now sometimes is popping up a, uh, a video ad. Um, which is similar to the sponsor brand video ad that's showing up on lower on the page. Similar um, to, or it is the it is, artist me. formerly it known is. as. Okay, yes. so <laughs> if if I was doing a regular sponsor brand video campaign, you're saying that now that has the chance to actually show up at the top. It does, and you can actually huh. put in a bid adjustment for top of search now. Okay, because so I also you, see it at the bottom sometimes too, which oh, I never yeah. saw. It happens at the before. bottom. Yeah, it happens on page two. But I know that when we were at Unboxed, uh, which is the Amazon advertising conference out in New York last or two months ago, um, they had announced that that was coming out and they had started running it about a week before that. And then a couple of weeks ago, they put in top of search bid adjustments for video campaigns. 
And now that doesn't, you can't explicitly bid on that placement. But what you can do is you can say, you can tell Amazon to add a multiplier to get to that placement. So it's the next best thing. Or, or I could just bid high, just like I do with- Or you like, could bid really high. Yeah, yes. okay. And my expectation is those CPCs are going to increase uh, because I think with sponsored brand headline search ads, we've consistently seen lower conversion rates than sponsored product campaigns. However, with video ads, we've seen higher conversion rates and mo mo even more than the higher conversion rates, significantly higher engagement. So significantly higher CTR on video campaigns versus certainly versus sponsored brand he uh, headline mm -hmm. campaigns and then versus sponsored product campaigns. So I think Amazon's going to push that more heavily. And if you had to ask me my prediction, I would say that CPCs on that placement are going to increase uh, pretty drastically over the next six to eight months. Okay. All right. Good Good to know. Uh, we got another question uh, also coming from YouTube. Uh, Xavier says, what's the consensus of putting negative exact match keywords uh, from your exact campaign into your broad and phrase campaign to stop cannibalization? Uh I'm seeing mixed opinions. And before we answer that, what is your opinion, first of all, on negative exact matching in exact campaigns? Me personally, you know, like I have an option to do that in our software in Atomic. But my personal preference is I like pausing those campaigns instead of like negative matching because like if I'm if I'm just looking at my campaign manager, whether I'm in Atomic or whether I'm in the campaign manager in Seller Central. You know, I, I don't necessarily visibly see the negative the negative match. So it might look like I've got all these keywords that I'm still targeting, um, and all I'm I can you know be like, oh, this is full now. So like, do you for exact target campaigns, do you negative match? Uh, because Amazon is almost making these like broad campaigns, it seems nowadays. Or do you just pause the target? If all the keywords in the in the campaign are exact, yeah. Uh, then I won't add any exact negative terms. I would just pause. Just pa okay, okay. So so now that we got that out of the way, so regardless of, of the, if that's your strategy or not, let's say there's something that, uh, you know, going to Xavier's question here, there's something that I either want to pause or if my strategy is doing exact negative, like he said, do I take that and, you know, put it to my auto and broad and phrase campaigns or do I wait until the data on those campaigns show me that it's not performing there as well? Uh, so... Best practice that we have at Vendo is we do add those keywords into broad and phrase campaigns to stop cannibalization. And the reason yeah. why is, well, first of all, let me let me clarify a little more. Sure. If it's against the same ASIN, right? Mm -hmm. If we're looking at different ASINs, then I think that the debate really opens up because, you know, I've heard directly from Amazon that Amazon views campaigns as potentially competing against one another and you can actually according to my contacts at amazon you can drive up your own cpc if your campaigns are competing again or are targeting the same keywords um huh. especially if it's for the same asin now if it's for different asins it's very interesting because you can argue that you want to get more page real estate um and if you want to get more page real estate then uh you know you can target you can go very aggressive on top of search and show up twice which we've definitely done before um but as the best practice, I would say, Xavier, that most likely uh, you should be adding those exact terms into uh, negative in those broad and phrase campaigns. Now, on the flip side, uh, what uh, a little nugget of strategy that we like to sometimes do is we like to do catch-all campaigns that are either auto or broad with really low bids. So mm -hmm. like, for instance, a good example would be you can, um, you can maybe have uh, magnesium as a keyword, right? And... Uh, you can bring in, 
you know, a really aggressive five or six dollar or 200 percent top of search bid adjustment campaign on that term. And then maybe you have a second one that captures a lot more keywords and broad and phrase with like 50 cents or one dollar or whatever it is that will capture all of these page two, page three placements or whatever they are. And if that's a built out strategy, then you don't need to add into negative. But if you're looking at bidding $3 in one campaign and bidding $3 in the other campaign for both of the same terms, my recommendation would be to add uh, one of them into negative. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that um, question there. We got more. We got one for me talking about Atomic. Jake says, will Atomic touch Walmart advertising at some point? Well, hey, like we, we build... What was that movie? Feel the dream. If you, if you build it, we'll come. Well, it's the opposite. It's like, hey, if you ask for it, we will build it kind of thing. So uh, have we considered that? Is it on a roadmap? For sure. But where it's prioritized is the more customers who ask for, hey, we want uh, Helium 10 to have Walmart advertising support, then the faster we can uh, get that done, Jake. So you you reference Unboxed. And then, you, yes. uh, and then also, of course, recently there was Amazon Accelerate. And I would say, you know, advertising at both of these was a big um yes you know as far as releases uh upcoming releases advertising was the star of the show what are your if you can remember what are your top two or three announcements on the advertising side of something that has already come um or co is coming that you are most uh, uh excited about yeah so the first of them well it wasn't technically an announcement but i think it was a focus um amc so uh amazon uh marketing cloud yes is going to be from the way Amazon was pitching what they call their ad product or their ad flywheel um, is uh, AMC is going to be the glue that really ties in all of these different previously, even though they were in the same marketplace, previously disparate kind of advertising products into one. So for those that don't know, Amazon Marketing Cloud is basically a SQL-based um command function in the back end of Amazon that allows you to essentially just, I know it's going to sound broad, but pull any data you want from from your sponsored campaigns you can pull you know data by hour you can pull data by minute you can pull past the conversion you can pull so much that a lot of brands are getting a little bit uh over or a lot of agencies at least or brands are getting a little bit overloaded with the amount you can pull so the challenge coming into these next six to 12 months is figuring out what's the valuable data and then what's a lot of the white noise in the background okay. um so i think that amc was a big one and I think that the integration of AMC with Amazon Marketing Stream, with sponsored ads, with DSP, et cetera, were, uh, was huge. And then um, the second thing to like nerd out, one of the things that they allowed was uh, they now have launched their Bulk Sheets 2.0, which is a really small detail for those. I know that if you're using a, um, what's it called? If you're using a, a software like PackView, then it's a little bit easier to make bulk changes. But bulk uploads, I know that have been a focus for Amazon, and we've talked to some of the Amazon reps as, as far as making media buying more efficient. And they've also enhanced their DSP bulk uh, bulk uploads too. So you can now, in DSP, which is pretty cool, you can make changes to multiple advertisers um, with one bulk upload sheet. And so from a more granular perspective, not as high level, I think that was really effective. And then the third one we already talked about is going to be that video placement. I think that that video placement, and by the way, just in general, Amazon's focus on video, they're going to start integrating vertical aspect ratio videos. Uh, they've only done horizontal up until now. We've seen on mobile some placements, especially during like football games or during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We saw, I think I saw a Cheeto, like it was, it was, it was an engageable 
scrollable mm. vertical video ad, I think for Cheetos or Doritos or someone um, that was just off of the Amazon homepage. So vertical videos, video focus in general, top of search video, all of that stuff Amazon is bringing in very aggressively. I think that we're going to see a requisite increase in CPC with that. But I think it's, you know, brands should really start looking at building out video content as best they can. One of the things I think I've seen in the wild uh, and, and it was announced was, isn't it like in sponsored display ads, the, like the ones that come on the actual ASIN page, like there, there's videos now, the one the one that yeah. comes right under the buy box. Yeah. Small, but but I mean, that used to be just be a real static image that you could have. And but yeah, there, there's videos now coming up for there, right? I've seen I haven't seen that on any of the product pages I've been on as a consumer and at work, but I have uh, seen people post that. Uh, and then there's other features too, like on desktop now, if you hover over, not for everyone, but if you hover over uh, a product listing, then a video starts playing, uh, which if obviously if that ASIN has a video. So again, focus on video was a big, uh, was a big call out, I think, from Unboxed. Okay. All right. Excellent. Um, we, you were talking earlier, somebody was asking about, you know, can... Uh, Cannibalism, you know, and he says, "What does cannibalism mean?" I, I think you know he's not asking about the actual definition of cannibalism, but when we're talking about PPC, what, what, is this, what does this mean? Um, so, cannibalization is basically when, and there's multiple different definitions within e-commerce, mm -hmm. but it basically means when you are um, you're losing efficiency because of because you're targeting the same things, whether they're keywords, whether they're products, etc. You are um, almost essentially competing with yourself and fraying your data into multiple different places or driving up your CPCs, driving down your efficiencies with the same keyword targeting. That's what cannibalization means. And oftentimes it can lead to what's called wasted spend. So mm -hmm. spend that could have driven more revenue than it did because, uh, because you're not you know, putting all those eggs in, in the right basket. Okay. All right. Hope that answered your uh, question. Back to, uh, you probably said his name right, Xavier. You know, like, your uh, yeah. last name is Laredo. And here I am thinking, and, and I'm Filipino-American, and I'm the one thinking, like, Javier. So it must be <laughs> Xavier. You know, like, like, so, I, I, don't, yeah. I, I swear I, I have a, you know, a Latin mind uh, here. But anyways, it's probably it. Xavier. So I'm going to say Xavier. Uh, he says, if you have a limited budget for PPC, would starting with your best 25 keywords in exact and broad campaigns to begin with be a good strategy. My personal opinion is I'm not sure that, that that's a little bit too much. Uh, I think especially for one campaign, maybe. Um, and then especially if I, if I have like some super long, long tail keywords, I personally wouldn't put it in broad, but let, let's let the expert speak. Took the words out of my mouth. So, so I think that there's two aspects to limited budget. There's limited budget, and then there's also which KPIs are you looking at, right? So if you're looking at ROAS and conversions and um, the most control you can have over these keywords, then I wouldn't even do the broad to uh, Bradley's point. I would just do, I personally like the 20 to 25 keyword range. I think it gives okay. the Amazon algorithm enough to work with where they can choose which keywords you want to go into. Also, it's not like 100 or 150 and it's not like one, you know, yeah. it's like a, it's like a pretty good range. Um, and if you're limited budget, then I would never go with broad just because Amazon's going to outspend. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. Even if you keep putting in negative keyword targets, it's going to keep spitting out new keywords. My recommendation is you should probably do something like maybe 15 or even 10 of your top exact keywords and have that maybe, let's say, let's make up a scenario, 
10 of your exact keywords with 70% of your budgets that you think are going to work if you've never tested them out. And then I would go into a phrase campaign with maybe three to five keywords. So you're still discovering very relevant keywords um, that are, you know, that is only spending about 20% of your budget. You really do want to continue investing in keyword discovery and yeah. you always want it to be a minority of your spend. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. How many clicks without purchase before you negative match? You know, I, 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 and let me preface that by saying, hey, whatever he says, whatever I say, whatever you hear, there's probably no one size fits all, but everybody has their own preference. I'm just wondering what, uh, what yours is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I will always say it depends on the price of the product. Okay. So we have brands that sell two or $300 products and they can afford to go 80 clicks without a purchase Wow. Um, and still <laughs> have a positive ROAS, right? Yep, so yep, we look sense. at those brands. So we look at those brands usually on a monthly basis and we'll see keywords with 80 or a hundred clicks, but they'll still have a $2 ROAS. And you're like, how is that possible? Well, because their product is worth $500. Most brands are selling within the 20 to $40 range. Um, and usually what we like to see off the bat is we like to say as a blanket rule, certainly anything above 15 clicks, I think that we can all agree probably isn't going to convert at that point. Yeah. Right. Now take in mind on the flip side, if this is a very relevant keyword, right? If this you're a magnesium supplement and you're not converting on magnesium, then yeah. it's not the keyword. It's something in your brand, whether it's the mm -hmm. price, whether it's the images, whether it's the title or the reviews. There is something in that process that your most relevant keyword is not converting. And I would take it back to the drawing board and the data is telling you something on that one, right? Where there's something wrong. But for most of these, you know, longer tailed or more niche or lateral keywords, 15 is a definite no. 10 is, I think, the kind of middle ground where you're like, okay, if we really want to be efficient in anything out of 10, we can just get rid of. What I will say is that anything around five, in my opinion, deserves to be tested a little bit more. Um, and that could be anything from maybe putting, you know, taking 10 of those keywords, siphoning them off, putting them into their own campaign and putting, a, you know, a $20 a day budget to see if any of those actually convert at 10 clicks. Because you can convert no times in five, convert once in 10. And if your product is decently priced and you have a pretty good CPC, then, you know, that's that's a scalable campaign. Um, yep. So I would say between five to 10, as Bradley mentioned, you're never going to find one consistent answer. Um, but I would say that, Anything above 10, we usually like to discard. Anything around five, we like to test a little more. Okay. All right. We've got uh, another question. And I've actually gotten this a lot of times myself. So this is good that uh, Darsha here is bringing it up. When you lower the bids by a few cents, does it have any impact if the bid is higher than cost per click? So, for example, I, you know, I think that some of the scenarios that people have given me when they ask this is like, hey, uh, my bid is 75 cents. Uh, my cost per click is only... 55 cents does anything happen if i lower the bid to 70 cents yes it does and the reason why is because amazon is charging different cost per clicks for different placements so what matters the most is the weight right where is most of your spend being allocated so a good place to go is when you open up your campaign uh when you open up an individual campaign on the left it says placements Go open that placements and see if most of your clicks are coming from top of search. And then look at the difference in CPC between the top of search click and the, either the product page or the rest of search click. And usually what you'll find is that the top of search is more expensive. And usually if it is a, if it is a competitive keyword, that, that CPC will be much closer to your uh, bid than the rest of them. So 
let's make up a scenario. You've got a 75 cent uh, bid, as Bradley mentioned, and your top of and your top of search is at 73 cents, right? And you're getting 80% of your clicks from top of search. If you lower from 75 to 70, 80% of your clicks are going to be affected by that. And what you'll find is you'll find that your uh, your overall CPC will decrease. On the flip side, if you have a 75 cent bid and all of your placement is on rest of search at 55 cents, most likely if you'd lower from 75 to 55, you're not going to see much of a difference. Okay, excellent. Thank you for that. Another question here. Uh, one of the announcements that was uh, uh, that was given, I think, was a uh, about like offering incentives on the sponsored brand headline ads where it's like, Hey, spend 25 bucks, get five bucks credit or something like that. Um, has that started yet? And whether or not it started, is this something that you guys plan on doing? Or do you think this is not really going to move the needle might be waste, uh, to, to focus on it? Yeah, it's a great question. So we saw it and correct me if I'm wrong. I saw it on display. They had announced it on display. Oh, display. Okay. On sponsored brands, but I, I wasn't sure. Up. It was either sponsored brand or sponsored display. I had a 50, 50 it was, chance, but it was hey, knowing my luck, I got it wrong. Um, this is Amazon looking to push sponsored display aggressively as an advertising product. Um, I mean, we haven't used it yet. We haven't seen it yet. I know it's in beta, but I know it's coming out. Um, and I'm curious to see if it's going to work. I'm curious to see how the messaging is going to look. I don't know how easily they're going to convey to a customer that they just get five bucks, you know, to Amazon, right, in general. I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, and I kind of like, I, th I think it's going to have a positive impact on conversion rates. And I think it's going to incentivize people to spend more against sponsored display. But at the same time, uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to roll out the messaging around that. So TBD. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, we might have uh, time for one more question if you guys want to, uh, you know, get one in. But in the meantime, before we, we close here, if you guys want to get more information on, on what Vendo can do for you, um, by the way, that's just a great name of a company Vendo, for those who don't know means like i sell mm -hmm. um in, in spanish so you know kudos to to whoever named the the company there but guys go to a uh, hub.helium10.com hub.helium10.com type in vendo v-e-n-d-o and then you'll you'll be able to contact them uh directly from uh directly from there i got a couple one or two more questions here we got one from mike um if you could only or if you could use only broad or phrase for keyword research, um, which would you choose? And by keyword research, I assume he's meaning, hey, try and discover discover new uh, you know, manual targets. Phrase, hands down. Phrase. And why? Me personally. Um, it's more relevant. Again, uh, magnesium, we're just going to stick to that example. If you, use, if you use magnesium phrase, right, then every term that you have to bring in, and you can even use a longer tailed term, right, 500 milligram magnesium, let's say, right, your product is 500 milligram. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, you might, you know, Amazon is going to narrow their search to 500 milligram magnesium organic, 500 milligram magnesium supplement organic, right, weird different things that still contain the phrase, and it's relevant. Now, if you have a lot more budget, and you're willing to test out as broad of a you know net as possible then then you know go with broad and you can harvest a lot more and you can test a lot more at once but most brands don't have that budget so what you do is you bring in phrase you see what converts you export to exact you yep. rinse and repeat right and then eventually um 
once you're, you know, once you've been advertising on phrase for a long time, you have a new set of exact terms that you can actually put back into phrase and see what it can generate again. Um, and that keeps it leaner, right? I think the reason I like phrase is because a lot of our brands are, especially moving into this, whether you want to call it a recession, whatever you want to call it, brands are focused on profitability a little bit more right now. And so being a little bit leaner through phrase has worked very well for us. Okay. Now, um, I'm just curious, you know, a while back or, or back again, back in the day, as in earlier this year, exact campaigns with exact manual targets, it's like it would show me for that exact keyword or maybe a plural form of that keyword. But then there was a time where on some of these campaigns, I don't know if this is a glitch or this is just the new normal. And that's, I guess, is my question, if this is the new normal or not. In exact campaigns, sometimes they're almost performing as phrase. I'm like, what in the world? This is not an exact match. You know, like, have you ever seen that on any of your campaigns or was this just a temporary thing or what? I think it was just temporary. I haven't seen that too much. I Yes, okay. yes, the plural I've seen. The yeah. plural I've seen, yeah. absolutely. And I think we're all okay with that. I think that we would definitely want magnesium supplement, magnesium supplements. However, I do see different, uh, you know, using uh, Helium 10's product, I, I, I do see different search volumes for plurals versus regular. I see different search volumes. I see different performances against those two terms, which I always think is interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen too much as it pertains to phrase. I think, was that around your question earlier around negative targeting too? Yes, In, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't seen it. If it's there, it's not, it's not moving the needle. Okay, all right. In the wrong way. Oh, there actually is another question, so let's go ahead and knock this one out since we got it here from Tom. Speaking of placement stats, if I run a sponsored product ad with product targeting, how can there be placement data for top of search? Shouldn't it just be on product pages? It's a great question. Um, so no. So the way Amazon indexes is Amazon indexes, they're very smart. They're, I mean, we all know that Amazon's algorithm is very smart, right? I have You can type in certain branded keywords or even potentially certain keywords and you can have your your product target show up or your uh, product ad show up on that product target for that ASIN. Um, at the same time, um, one thing I need to clarify with Amazon is if for that campaign, they also mean top of search on product pages. Because you'll notice that when you when you scroll on a product detail page, you'll see multiple product targeting uh, carousels, right? You'll see one at the top of the page, which is just below basically the buy box, right? You scroll down a little bit and it's there. And then there's the A plus content. And then there's potentially either another carousel or there's the reviews. And then there's another one. Um, so it's also very possible that they can do that. It's a good question. But what I do know is that people also type in individual products as well. So you can type in like, you know, Apple MacBook laptop and Amazon has indexed that term as that uh, as that ASIN. And um, from my understanding, from what I've talked to Amazon about, it's possible for your product to show up there and count it as a, as a top of search. Okay, excellent. All right, now it's time for our our sixty second tip. What is your sixty second advertising strategy for the masses out there? That's a great question. So in sixty seconds, uh, look at your wasted spend. Um, I couldn't be more, you know, this, you, you brought up this question about spend that doesn't generate clicks or does, or doesn't generate conversions or revenue. And there's been a lot of questions today, uh, around, um, around phrase and broad. If you're running phrase and broad or auto campaigns, Amazon is targeting keywords in the thousands for you. Right. And 90% of those keywords have usually less than five clicks. 
right? We've we've seen brands that are spending in the millions that have 80% net. Granted, their their ads could even be still profitable and have 80 to 90% of their keywords not generate every reven- any revenue. And that goes to my point earlier, find the keywords that you're wasting money on, get rid of the ones with a lot of clicks, find the ones that have two or three clicks, and then have a rotating rinse and repeat test cycle of testing those ones out and generating new profitable uh, verticals for your brand. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Geffen, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, hope you, everybody else got a lot of value. I definitely got a lot of value in this. Every month, we're uh, going to keep Tacos Tuesday going with different experts. And so next month, uh, Carrie will be on here with another expert. And I uh, save the date, guys. I believe the date is going to be, if this is correct, uh, January 10th, if that's the second Tuesday of uh, January. So um, again, go to hub.helium10.com. Hit Vendo if you want to hit up Geffen and his team for some help with your advertising uh you know don't forget you know pack view advertising of course you know if whether you're doing walmart or amazon uh if you're a larger seller and if you're a newer seller um you know five hundred thousand dollar range million dollar range then probably adtomic uh, by helium 10 is the solution for you if you want to manage your own um if you want to manage your own advertising so again Gavin, thank you so much for joining us and thank you everybody for tuning in we'll see you guys later thank you for having me bradley